With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
is War Wrestling Authority Radio with your host, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean David. Lock and load, wrestling fans, it's time for War! Gentlemen, my name is Sadistic Sean David. I would like to welcome you here to the Evolution Radio Network. Tonight is the return of Wrestling Authority Radio live on Blog Talk Radio. I am joined by my co-host. Hello, I am the Sultan Slytherin. Yes, you are. And Chaotic Katie has uh, tonight off. I have been told this will hopefully be her last week off for this month. Um, we do know that she's still dealing with some medical stuff, so um, y'all bear with me with her and, uh, you know, send her your well wishes. Um, uh, Sin, I'm going to let you open the program. I want to make sure this is who I think it is. I'll be right back. i got to stream them. All right. Well, today, for one, um, I believe we're talking to C Red tonight, are we not? I believe so. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have an interesting conversation with him. Uh, he's doing a little event in the Chicagoland area for school. So, we're going to check into that, deep dive into that. Um, maybe probably touch on Monday, or not so much when that Raw is the pay per view with WWE, and uh, go over what happened in ECW last night for the ECW. Title. ECW, when did they resurrect? I was going to say, when did ECW resurrect? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Sin has broke down tonight's program. Without any further ado, I would like to proudly introduce to you a 2019 icon of the Illinois Valley inductee and legendary Chicago wrestler and manager. He is the urban sensation. This is C-Red. Man, I need you to wake me up every damn morning with that damn introduction. Yeah. I, I, I need like I need you to record that and then send it to me so I can play it every morning. That's how my Alexa will wake me up every morning. Uh, Red, it's been a, it's been a while since we've seen each other. Um, let's take a minute to. Uh, hey, it ain't been back. that long. It ain't been it's that been long. Almost, it's been about a year. It's been yeah. about a year. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen you. Uh, I haven't seen you since we were both inducted to, to the icons. Right. So that's a little bit longer. So you know. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's been two, three years. Yes. Um, Red, why don't we remind everybody that uh, you and your boy, Miles Mercer, along with Renee Von Peebles. Uh, we're a part of MWA's showdown last year. I have the footage to that. I'm the only one that has footage of that because uh, I paid to have it filmed. And uh, unfortunately, uh, not to my booking, but the booking of Mr. Brian Blade, Miles Mercer did have to have a match with probably one of the worst talents I've ever seen on the independents. And this is no BS. This is not here. This is not me here to tickle C-Red or Miles Mercer's paint, but um, 
Miles had a match with that uh, good old Mr. Fitness, too, that was just, I, I, I think I've tried to show Sin it a couple of times, and he's like, man, what were they doing booking this guy? Yeah, yeah, not impressed. <laughs> I, I mean, you, so let's, let's back it up. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. See, just the thought of it. Makes me choke. <laughs> oh man, you're all choked up. You're all choked up just thinking about it. Not good. I mean, uh, Sean called, and uh, like I said, I'm not one of these guys uh, for. I, I treat people the way they treat me, uh, and Sean has never. Uh, not been honest or uh, fair, uh, at least when it comes to me and anybody I'm associated with. Uh, so when he called and, you know, said he wanted to book us, you know, and it was like, okay, great, okay. And, you know, I was on board, you know. Um, you know, we worked out the details and, uh, we went for it. Um, so I knew shit went awry when, while on the road, Brian um, calls me and tells me, he says, hey, Renee's um, with you guys, right? I'm like, uh, yeah. And he was like, we need her to wrestle. Oh, right. Now, no. again, That's... everybody knows any professional, you know, they keep their gear. Yeah, I was about uh, to say, the first thing I learned in wrestling from my trainer is take your gear everywhere. Yeah, but she was so adamant because, you know, uh, really what was just talked about was uh, – Miles working and uh, me managing Miles. And she was fine with that, you know. So uh, so for Sean to reach out and say, hey, you know, this is what we need. And I'm like, you know, I got to look at her like, hey, you got your stuff? Yeah. She was like, nah, I didn't bring it. And, you know, of course, I gave her the vet. Why did you not bring your stuff? You know, yeah, but exactly. after yeah. that, you know, she explained, and I was like, well, okay, I I, I get it, you know. I purposely um, brought my stuff to uh, places I haven't wanted to wrestle. <laughs> well, I mean, I, hold on, we ain't even finished with this story. So, okay. Sean, you know, uh, I tell Sean, he, she doesn't have his gear. She doesn't have her gear. And... It takes him a few minutes to respond, and then he does respond back, and he's like, that's fine. That's fine. It's, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, they want her to run in on the women's match or something. Like, she can do that. I'm like, cool. That's not a big. Um, We pull up to the big you. And I guess I should have known something. Uh, Sean was in the parking lot. Yeah. And yep. he's, he's never been in the parking lot. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> like he's waiting, you know. So um, he tells us, you know, uh, they need her to work tonight. And I'm like, work, work, or running work? And he was like, well, the, uh, the other female talent didn't come in um, for whatever reason, so we need her to work. I'm like, if she's cool with it, I'm cool with it. You know, you know, what about, you know, getting her taken care of? He was like, she'll be taken care of. And I'm like, at that point, okay, cool. As long as she's taken care of, I'm good. She's good. You know, hey, we're all good. Everybody, you know, we all get to go home and everybody's good. Okay. So, uh, fast forward and we're meeting everybody. Uh, people, you know, some people, of course, we knew. Uh, you know, most of them we didn't. Um, but we turn around and we meet uh, the owner. You know, he's like, oh, I'm, you know, happy to meet you guys. You know, it's like, oh, okay, great. Appreciate it. No problem. And the next thing I know, we beat Miles' opponent. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen pictures. I've seen a little and bit of their working. Yeah. So again, but understand, I had never seen this guy work. So neither did I. And I was, I was showing it. Yeah. You know, I was always taught, you know, as a kid, you never judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Again, because I, I I believe I am the epitome of that. Honestly, you know, most people again they've seen me manage for so long that they forget I can wrestle. So, Correct. I'm now, um, Angus was originally supposed to have a match that night. I don't know what happened with that. And unfortunately, they put Angus with this Mr. Fitness, too. And read from my personal analysis and rewatching this footage, it appeared to me that Angus McDuff got a bigger pop than this champion of theirs, Mr. Fitness, too. I agree, and I think that was just simply based off of uh, the area uh, and people knowing who he was. Yeah, he's a great uh, rep. You know, from, you know, and again, depending on, you know, where you might have seen Angus from. But again, it, it he did get a bigger pop in. Uh, again, you got to back up. So, because you got to back up to the night. So, yep. I asked the promoter, you know, okay, is there anything special he wants? And, you know. You're doing and a good he was like, no. Job. Right. You know, he was like, no, just, uh, you know, manage your guy. And, you know, you, I'm like, okay. Uh, so I had came up and talked to Sean. I had an idea, you know, this guy's supposed to be, you know, the you know the champ and take on all comers. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I tell you what, you know, um, how about you know, 
we do, uh, you know, I come out, you know, and, you know, I tell them I got somebody for them, you know, uh, you know, you're in my backyard, so, you know, I'm, you know, my guy's going to defend home turf, yada, 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 yada. You, 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 you know, you say it like yada, 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 but anybody who hasn't seen you, if they haven't seen you, you have far more pizzazz than that when you make these introductions. You are a very articulate well, man. Yeah. But, you know, again, I'm, you know, I'm trying to, at this point, you know, get a feel for what's going on, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, instantly, uh, I'm shot down, you know, like, pew, pew, like, I'm dead in the water. I'm like, damn, okay. Um, so he tells us, you know, this guy, you know, this is Sam, you know, so uh, this, that, and the other. And, I, again, I sit back, I'm like, hey, okay, I'm I'm a visitor here, so, okay, I'm just going to, you know, do whatever it is they need us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I noticed Miles is talking out the actual match. I haven't even got to make it. Yeah. And... The dude is sitting there. I thought I was bad smoking and coughing. No, this this dude looked like he smokes like a carton a day, mm-hmm. you know. And he was just sitting there talking to Miles, and he was like, <laughs> and I'm like, really? How is this guy gonna not be winded within you know two minutes of the match? <laughs> right, I'm like this. This dude is gonna be hacking up all over the place. I'm like, okay, again, you know, I'm I'm gonna give him a chance. Who am I? Who am I? I'm nobody. Get this dude a chance. So I turn around and I asked Sean, like, hey, uh, what about Renee? And he was like, yeah, well. Uh, the girls around here somewhere, you know. And I was like, okay, so we find the girl. And she was, you know, from the looks, she looked like to be a decent worker. Yeah, she had uh, the right look. So I'm like, okay, great. So I come up with another idea. I'm like, hey, okay, we need to explain why Renee doesn't have any gear on. So I'm like, maybe she should do an open challenge to tap in to anybody in the audience and Renee accepts. Yeah, so sorry. And, you know, and again, you know, got shot down. You know, no, that's... You know, she's with you, so, uh, you know, she'll come out and, you know, they'll work the match. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, but this is not helping because anybody that knows her knows she does have gear, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know. So, you know, it's not like we flew in and we can use the uh, airport lost our (laughs) luggage, you know. 
So right. I'm like, uh, how are we going to spend this? And he was just so nonchalant. Um, I will give credit where credit is due. Uh, I don't know how Sean dealt with this dude all night. I really don't. Like, Sean kept trying to, like, throw scenarios and all kind of stuff, you know, so this guy would understand where we were coming from, yeah. you know. And he wasn't feeling none of it. Um, no, his his honest opinion of Red and Renee and Miles and Angus is nobody knew, would know who the hell they were, and I proved him very much wrong on that night. Was happy to do that. Because uh, Red, Miles, Renee, and Angus – were four of the people on that event that got the biggest pops of the night next to Christopher Daniels and Lance Archer, which were also on that card. I, Continue, I, I don't understand how you can come into somebody else's uh, backyard, per se, and say nobody knows who they are, like, you know, I, I could technically and honestly, I could say, who the fuck are you? Oh, can I cuss? I'm sorry. You get uh, two and you get two f bombs. Everybody's oh, I limited two. to two. Oh. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I use one. Uh, <laughs> y'all, y'all forgive me. Uh, on my so show, I, I, I drop it randomly. Um, but that was my thing. Like, who are you? Like, dude, I've never heard of you. And here's <laughs> so to homage to my broadcast partners. Uh, I normally say here's the funny part and we drink, uh, but this is the funny part. Okay. If you look at the flyer, right, and the promoter is on the flyer as the champ, right? Okay. Dude, the promo pick had to be. Five or six years old. Mm. Because he no longer looks like that. <laughs> wow. You know, Very true. Very true. You know, he had six pack abs on the flyer and on, on in person one ass. <laughs> um, uh, Miles' opponent, again, you know, he is. Hey, I mean, I give credit when people get in the ring, but again, it was like slow motion. And mm-hmm. and and Miles, it was one of those things where Miles uh, took poo uh, poo and uh, made magic. You know, uh, he did yeah. what he could, and uh, the old Rick Rick Flair could wrestle a broom and it still be in the things. Yeah, and I mean, you know, he made the guy look like a million bucks. And not only that, but Uh, the pop that Angus got coming out with that guy during the match, he got a bigger pop than the champion. The guy is your champion, and the guy that I brought in that was supposed to have a match manages your champion and gets a bigger pop than your champion. Sometimes in... Well, again, but I think... 
that's because again, people knew who Angus was versus nobody knew who this guy was. See, and that that just goes to show trying to know your audience because I made the same mistake at the last Wicked show. Like, um, I, I I was like, they're gonna cheer for Pondo, so I automatically had it set in my mind that I was just gonna be the dirtiest bastard in the match. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, Pondo's like, no, you should. I think you know you're you're gonna be more over than me. Turns out because you know I was doing all the promoting and stuff, a lot of the crowd knew me, and I did get a bigger pop. And I did not expect that, <laughs> you know. So it's if they know you in the area, you know. Yeah, and I mean, again, I mean, <laughs> this is a company that I mean, like, come on, like, I've never seen you in the area before. And again, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Just you know, like, you know. Outside of the people that I knew is because, again, guess what? I know them. And I've been around them, you know. Yeah, exactly. But to uh, say, you know, like, and I think it confused. He was supposed to be the champ, and he was supposed to be a baby. But I think people might have took away from Angus is getting the pop and the pop went toward him just by association. Yeah, because uh, but like uh Sean saying, like the pop was for Angus because uh and let's be honest, there were workers in the crowd. You know there were. But you know, they knew who Angus was. They didn't know who this other dude was. Yeah. So, Oh, oh! By the way, I still want to point out every time I hear Angus's name, he's never beat me one on one. Just saying. <laughs> I, I, I wonder why after, after y'all set him up, yeah. we still talk about that to this day. Y'all were so wrong oh. for that. Oh. <laughs> but we, y'all were so wrong for that. We we fast forward a little bit on this event. Now this event is headlined by. Uh, Christopher Daniels and headlined by Lance Archer. Um, this is the event that I my issues arose with Christopher Daniels, and I want to explain this. We've got a couple of different promoters on the line now, so I'm going to break this down one last time for everybody because we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of it. So I am told that um, there's some things that are going to – actually, I'm one of the announcers. I don't have any of the finishes to any of the matches. I don't have a, a really good lineup. I don't have anything. So I believe it's during Christopher Daniels' match that something happens, and I have to send in the other referee. That's, that's, as a promoter, if my main official is down, I have been taught that you have about a minute to get your second official out there, usually less than that before the crowd really starts to be confused. So I sent this other ref in. The ref that Brian Blade uses, it does not have a ref shirt, um, never makes him wear one. I, I don't understand that. I don't go for that. Um, you can get away with, like, a polo with your uh, with like, your company's logo on it, at, you oh, no, know, at is, very least. You know what this I mean? Is a t- this is a T-shirt with a guy's name on it. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah, that's not enough. That's not enough. Um, so that 
that kind of uh, began my issues, and then there was a, a setup for a six-man tag for the following event in July, and I'm not told that these two heels are going to be pulling a guy out of the crowd that's actually the owner of the bar. I'm literally yelling at the top of my lungs for security because I think we have a real shoot on our hands. And then when I get to the back Latin that night, and I think Red might have been gone by then, but I got pulled aside personally by Christopher Daniels. And Blade threw me under the bus for a lot of the decisions that I made. I said, well, <laughs> you know, and I just sat there and took the heat, but I'm going to tell it like it is. Gina traveled with me, which Red and uh, Sin know. She ran mm-hmm. Christopher Daniels' merchandise table. She was not given an autograph, a uh, uh, picture with him a drink or anything to eat for running his merch table. That's when I lost total respect for Christopher Daniels. I don't care how big of a star you think you are. I don't care what organization you're coming from. Two things that I'm going to say here. One, you work for AEW. You're allowed to call shots there. You don't come into an independent territory and start to call shots. That's number one. Number two, um, if somebody goes out of your way to help you run a merch table and we tell you up front that she's kind of special needs, you can show her some kind of gratitude. Well, then um, on, on top of that, a lot of names even bring in people like Terry Funk in Powerhouse. When we brought Funk in, Funk brought his wife with him, you know, and she ran his merch table and he paid for her airfare and everything. So, I mean, that's a total different you know, mentality that Funk took to the business as opposed to, like, Daniels, apparently. Right. So we fast forward. Uh, Renee Von Peebles is in a match with their women's champion, Morgan LeVay. And I'll let Red tell the rest of the story here until I need to cut him off to explain to him where I was going to step into this match. Because I almost did. What do you want me to say? I, I, I honestly didn't like the match. Well, you introduced um, I introduced you. I mean, you I, got I, a, I mean, I, right. I mean, I came out. I introduced Renee, which made no sense because again, here she comes, you know, down the aisle in a t-shirt and jeans, you know, and it's like, uh, this, this so not us, you know. Um, yeah, you, you, you don't look professional, and that's a big thing. Well, I mean, she didn't. I mean, you know. Well, that's I, what I mean. You, you, know, you never want to – you hate you hate not looking professional being on a card. I know the feeling, yeah. Well, uh, not only that, I mean, the way I look at it, you know, is we all represent each other. You exactly. Know, so, yeah. you know, she's not dressed, you know, that looks bad on – all of us. And again, we understood where it took place. But, you know, if I am a uh, Kang fan, and again, you know, uh, I, I, I would have been highly disappointed. Again, unless that angle that went along with it kind of explained it. But since there wasn't no angle, I was already, you know, um, I was out there, but I wasn't out there, if that makes sense. Yeah. Totally does, Red. Totally Uh, does. The point in the match uh, that I almost stepped in 
is when Morgan did some kind of move to Renee, and Renee's head snapped back and hit one of those turnbuckles, and I literally had to stop myself from jumping in the ring right then and there and just having it thrown out. Because I was commissioner that night, I, I had the right to do that. And um, I was under the impression this Morgan LeVay Chica was safe. And when I saw that, my heart sunk because I went, I just took Red and one of Red's girls and put her out here with somebody that clearly doesn't know what they're doing. Because that should have never happened. So how'd her, sure. how'd her head, like what happened that caused her head to hit the turnbuckle? What the other girl do? It was, it was um. Go ahead, Red. It, it's even hard to describe. That's how. That's how unorthodox it weird it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it was one of those things. Like, okay, you think this is gonna be the move, and. It wasn't, or you know, and again, like I don't get involved in their uh, calling of the match unless like I need it, and I felt like okay, well, you know, uh, why should I get involved uh, in this uh, match? You know, let Renee have her match one on one. Now the thing that was so bad for me, and it wasn't bad, per se, directly for me, but when I'm out there with Renee, I've got fans calling my name. Yeah. I've got fans offering to buy me beers. Like, one guy legitimately brought me a beer. (laughs) And it's like, uh, okay, now did I know the guy? Yeah, I knew the guy. But still, you know, <clears throat> I'm like, the people are more focused on me than on the match. Than the match. And I'm like, okay, that's a no-no. But it was almost like we rather see you than watch that. And it was like, oh, okay. I mean. I get it, but, uh, you know. Yeah. So. And I want to clarify that none of these booking decisions were clearly up to me. I booked this talent on the card, but it wasn't up to me where they were placed. Um, and that was my fault for misunderstanding the role that I was supposed to play in Mr. Brian Blade's company. Now, I'll fast forward this a little bit more forward so we can bring everybody up to speed. A couple months ago, Brian Blade contacted me. He needed a name for his event. Uh, I believe it was up around St. Charles, Illinois area, somewhere in that uh, region. Um, It was for a guy by the name of Seth Goldberg that uh, Blade was allowing to promote this event, and that kid clearly knew nothing. And it's not an insult to him. It's not 100% his fault, but I'm going to expose what needs to be exposed here. So Brian Blade came to me begging me to find him a name that could make this date to save that event. And I said, hey, I said, I can get you Aiden English out of Chicago, no flight, no hotel. This is his bottom line dollar. I can make him be there. Okay, no problem. Everything was taken care of with Aiden English. Um, and then about a week or two go by, 
And Sin was supposed to come with me to this event. He wanted to meet Brian Blade. There was going to be some talk about uh, maybe the three of us coming down this way and doing some stuff together or what have you. But um, then I hear from Seth Goldberg that I've been removed from the event because, quote, unquote, four guys threatened to bail off this event if I showed up. Now, I've been around 20 years. I'm going to tell you, I am the type of talent that if I'm the promoter and four guys want to walk over one guy that went out of his way to help me, I'm going to let those four guys walk. I don't care who they are. I don't care what their loyalty is. If this guy went out of my way to help me land a name the size of Aiden English and I'm not having to pay him a big payday, then I'm going to keep that guy. I'm not going to bite the hand that feeds me. What happened is because of the wild man beast and a couple of uh, uh, other of uh, Mr. Blade's boys, I believe Van Johnson, Levi McDaniel, and Mr. Fitness too himself, along with Beast, pulled rank to have me removed from that event. And that's when I pulled off the gloves and I said, I will never work with Brian Blade again. Probably shouldn't have uh, to begin with, especially after last year. I'll break this down for everybody. I paid roughly 200 to $250 worth of Brian Blade's talent for MWA Showdown last year. Uh, that also included me paying Crime Fighter to drive up from Springfield to film the entire event. And I took a $20 payday. And when I told C-Red this, he said... He had told me before he left, he said, we love you. We'll work for you anytime. Please don't ever ask us to come back and work for this moron. And I never would. <laughs> well, yeah, he got that part right. Um, and here's why I said that. Um, first of all, and it kind of piggybacks off of what I was saying at the beginning. I'm I'm a definite believer of second chance. Third chances, fourth chances. That's just me. Um, me too. You know, we uh nobody can and I don't care who they are. Ever. Ever. You cannot say You've never made a mistake in your life. Um, so the things that uh, Sean has uh, been accused of in the past or whatever, guess what? That's in the past. I can't hold that against him. He's older now, so I would like to believe if he made those mistakes. Guess what? He's learned from him and he's moved on. But why is it that we can't? Move on. We we want everybody else to look past our bull and our mistake, but we can't do that for somebody else. So, uh, you know, that's why I've never had a problem uh, with Sean. So I consider Sean to be a friend. So, again, when he called and he asked for us to do this, uh, I was fine. Um, the thing that pissed me off about the promoter more <clears throat> than that was funny part again is Sean was in the parking lot. We pulled up, we parked the car, and as soon as we got out, we started walking toward him. Sean handed me me and Miles and said, right then and there. We didn't have to wonder, 
you know, and when you're a talent, that makes you feel uh, respected in the sense that, guess what, I don't have to worry about this. Now I can go out and just do my job. Well, it's also a matter of respect when you're working for a lot of new promoters. A lot of new promoters that I've ever worked for, especially as of late, pay me when I'm, I arrive so I don't have to worry about it. Because if you can't do that, it ain't worth it. At $5 a gallon now for gas, it ain't worth me to get in the car to do it. Hell, thanks. Be, be happy where y'all at. It's almost $7 here. Um, and it is 7 Premium. Woo, Jesus. Anyway. Oh, I'm about to cry. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the show is, you know, I'm not, you know, the guy's in the main event. So, of course, I'm not about to go up to him before his match or after his match. But the show is over at this point. <laughs> People are, are clearing out or they're going into the bar. And, you know, it's like, okay. Now, 15 minutes is good enough. So I tell Renee, go get your tape so we can go. We got about an hour, hour 15 minute drive. I'm like, no big deal, but still, you know, I'm like, I got stuff I want to do in the morning. Uh, so she goes, and the dude blows off. Like, I, I, I get, I get it to you in a minute. Oh, jeez. Okay. All right. Well, I wait. We wait. And, you know, like, I'm walking around. I'm talking to angels and uh, some other people I knew. I'm talking to them. And I come back, and I'm like, hey, you got your pay? She's like, no. What are you waiting on? Like, go get your money so we can go. Like, so we can shake hands, you know, and be gone. So she goes back in back in the trailer, and this time, like, so I guess where Daniels was in the trailer, he was already, he wasn't in the trailer at that point. So he went yeah. and locked himself in that room. So right. I'm like, wow, did, did you really go lock yourself in the room? Like, okay, so now I'm getting out of there. Yeah. So when I see him come out and he's sitting uh, talking to uh, Murdoch, yep. I, you know, I talk, you know, I tap on the door and I'm like, hey, uh, Sorry to disturb y'all, you know. Um, but, you know, can we get my uh, girls paid uh, so we can hit the road? You know, he's like, all right, brother, just give me about five minutes. Just give me about five minutes. All right. Now, technically, you had more than five minutes already, but okay. You know, you, you know, you didn't act the benefit. Giving them the benefit I, of the doubt. I, I, I'm trying point. to at this point. I really am, you know, and I'm like, you know, um, you know, you didn't blow me off, so okay. Hopefully, you know, this is the part where you're gonna say, okay, let me go get this girl's money. And uh, he comes back. 
because he walks out the trailer, he comes back, you know, and he, you know, he gives us the bullshit. Oh, it was a pleasure working with you guys. Uh, I'd love to have you guys back, yada, 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 yada. You're just thinking we'll come back and I'll just pass. <laughs> and the next thing I know, you know, he slips the money in Renee's hand, and it was half of what she was promised. For me, I was I was done. I was done. Like you can't say like I saw the crowd. So now, whatever uh, you had discussed with. Uh, the bar or whatever my thing was you knew she didn't have her gear you knew via Sean what her price was and I would have never sent you the I would have never sent Red the message to have her work if I didn't go to Brian Blade directly and say or he came to me and said, hey, our other girl is not going to be here. Is Renee still coming? Can she work? I said, yes, but that means allocating money from the other female you had booked on this thing to Renee. I gave him Renee's price. He was okay with it. That's why we had her work the match. I was not aware that she only got half. Continue with your story. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think why we didn't say anything, at least at that time, because we were pissed. You know, like, she didn't have to. And and it goes back to what Sean said earlier, you know, about his situation. Here's a chink that saves your show. Because one thing, most places, I'm not going to say all, but most places when they buy a show, there are certain things that they're expecting. So... If it's in the contract where, okay, you have to bring in a name, that's in the contract. If you have to have uh, a woman's match, it's in the contract. Exactly. If it was in the contract, this dude ultimately saved you a, you know, she saved you a ton of money. And, you know, you paying her, sending her on pay was, you know, it was just dirty, you know. Exactly. And it was like, uh, I don't want to associate myself or anybody that I'm with, you know, with doing that, you know. I'm going to discuss some details now that I have never discussed about the inner workings of these events of MWAs that took place at Old Republic and Elgin. From what my sources have told me, Brian Blade was given a flat fee of $1,800 to put on this event, and the bar also paid for all the names. Now, I want to remind everybody that the names that were at these events. Uh, Show one, you had um, Lance Archer and Christopher Daniels. Show two, you had Christopher Daniels, James Storm, and Eric Bischoff. Show three, I believe you had Rhino... And Tommy Dreamer, there might have been a third one, but I don't remember. Here's what I'm also going to say. 
Show one damn near sold out because people hadn't seen it. They hadn't been left a bad taste in their mouth. By the time that third show rolled around in August, this crowd had dwindled, dwindled. I'm talking maybe 100 people to where back in June we had 300 or over paid asses in the seats. What does that tell you about this guy's booking philosophy? It leaves a lot to be desired. Horrible. I'm, I'm going to say right now, between, between the three events that he ran, the flat fees that he was given, and the names, he spent between ten dollars and $15,000, maybe more. I don't know that I would have done that. I think, uh, think uh, Sin, C-Red, and I can all agree we would have spent that money wiser. Higher quality talent that wouldn't have left a bad taste in people's mouth. High quality talent doesn't come at a high premium of dollar, let me tell you that. C-Red... For what I would have uh, made up the difference in Renee if I would have known about it, would I paid Miles Mercer, would I paid Angus? You're not talking $100 paydays here, and I don't mean to boast anybody's business on, on what they're getting paid out here. But you're not talking about $100 paydays. I'll, I'll be honest with you right now. You're not. You're getting higher quality, better, fresher, local talent that actually gets a reaction out of a crowd for a lot less money than what he probably paid these people to come from Nebraska or wherever the hell they came from. Now, this was his justification for giving me a $20 payday. He had another ring announcer drive from the state of Nebraska that took a $20 payday. Kid's younger than me. Kid obviously hasn't been around the, the, the business as long as me. I know my worth. I know what I'm worth. I've been doing this far too long to be slapped in the face like that. And, uh, Gina was in tears, literally in tears, because another thing that happened, and I, I read you're going to have to remind me if you remember this, but his tag team champions, Levi McDaniel and Van Johnson, I could not get back to the ringside table uh, quick enough to drop the tag belts off at that table. So I handed one of the tag belts, which was thrown down during a, a run-in or brouhaha, was thrown down into the crowd. And I said, well, I'm not going to let this get stolen. So I picked it up, and I handed it to Gina. Levi McDaniel decided he was going to raise his hand to a special needs woman that Brian Blade fully knew was special needs. At the end of that night, it was me, my best friend Wendy, her girlfriend Wanda, and Gina all going up to Brian Blade about this situation. What are we going to do about this? Oh, it was just part of the show, man. No, absolutely 100% no. You can fool me into thinking anything else was a part of that event. But the one thing that I will not buy is your heel talent raising his hand to a female uh, fan. I won't, I won't put up with it. I thought that was distasteless. Now, Elgin to my house was about a two-hour drive. I literally could not get Gina to stop crying until we arrived in my driveway. That's how shook up she was because she's got PTSD. And Mr. Blade just wanted to pass this off and shake it off like it was nothing and defend one of his bullets. I, I, I don't even know where to uh, continue from here. I thought that that was just one of the most classless moves that I had ever seen on top of the actions of Christopher Daniels, on top of the actions of Brian Blade as a promoter. Let's, not, let's go over this match that he had with Lance Archer. The match was not good. Um... He put himself over Archer. 
in whatever way he could. And he does this. He'll bring in the name, and he'll work him himself. That does not tell anybody that you're bringing in to your roster or anybody on your roster that they mean diddly shit. Because if you're the promoter and you're the guy always facing the big names, then you have zero faith in the rest of the talent that you're employing. That's my take on that. Well, I will agree 100% and here's why and what I'm agreeing to. Um, First of all, I'm going to agree about Gene. Now, unless it is talked about and worked out and discussed in detail what is going to happen. And that special needs adult is okay with it. It understands, you know, it's part of the show. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Uh, So for that to happen uh, was disgusting. But uh, both of you gentlemen have been around. Let's not act like what he did. Let's not act like what he did is new. How many promoters have you seen (coughs) bring in talent, you know, former whatever company they were with, and that's who they're working I'm going to give credit 100% where it's due here, and I don't mean to cut you off, Red, but Sin ran Wicked from 03 to 08 in its original run. In that time period, Sin never worked. Actually, I take that back. He worked with one. I worked one one name, but it wasn't my choice. That's correct. It was the tag match. Well, I worked uh, two. I worked two that was not my choice. One was um, because... Mosh had a setup match with Wild Child, and they were working things out, and they decided, Mosh decided the ending would go better if me and my tag partner came down and broke up the match early on, and then set up a tag match for the main event. That was Mosh's idea, and we went ahead and went with it. And the other one was False Mahoney missed his flight. And I had a wrestle, uh, Madman Pondo. Yes, and that was in that was in 2011. So in the original long run of Wicked's tenure, you only worked with one name, and it wasn't your idea; it was the name's idea. So I'm gonna exactly. credit there where it's due. No, and 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 I, I I agree. You know, our time at Wicked. You know, again, and he knows I'm going to bust his balls forever. You know, mm-hmm. you know, putting that. Poor kid in there with that big old man. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's why he's laughing. Um, but no, he, he, but that's what I'm saying. Sin is the opposite of that. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, Sin could have always said, you know, hey, you know, I brought him in. I'm spending the money. So, you know, I'm going to get the world. You know what I'm saying? But he yeah. never did that. He did that for uh, the boys in the locker room. You know, so 
like you said, Sean, that's where uh, respect is given and respect is out. See, I looked at okay. I looked at it this way. Go ahead. I, I got to work a lot of good names, a lot of big names, and it was the promoter that made that decision from very early on in Powerhouse when I worked with King Kong Bundy or George the Animal Steel or Honky Tonk Man or Bob Orton, you know, like all those things. Those were all in different promotions. You know, when I brought those people in, I didn't work them. People, the promoters chose me to work them. And I just always felt that was the right way to do it. That's the way I was brought in. And that's just the way it was. That's the way, uh, you know, it... Oh. Um, that's the way it should be. And, um, you know, and again, it's your company. You can do what the hell you want to. So, but um, that's why I kind of brought up, you know, here's this guy on the flyer, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, he looks like he's in shape and, you know, okay, and he's fighting Lance Archer. Okay, that should, that oh, visually, it looks like a good match. You know what I'm saying? On paper. On paper. On, on with the old and, photo, which is kind of false advertising. <laughs> right. You know, and, you know, then you turn around and that's not the case. And, again, hey, I'm not um, – Sitting here with a you know six pack and you know ripped uh, ripping up t-shirts and all of that. So, but it's just not how you do business. That's the no. well, and it's not how you and do a lot business. of a lot of promoters realize perception is reality. And if you've got a photo like that of yourself on the flyer and they show up and you look nothing like that, you put on you know we'll say COVID weight because COVID was going on during the time of this event, then, yeah, there's going to be some people that expect some different things. Another thing that happened is uh, a friend of mine came with a whole group of wrestlers and bought a table and could not be given the table. Um, and the bar was kind of fighting. Oh, with yeah, over I forgot with, about that. What? With, uh, yeah. Well, like, like a merch table? No, they bought no. a table at like 150 180 bucks for eight people. Oh, to use and the bar match? No, so from what I was told, like, you had to, if you wanted a table, so uh, the way it was, there were chairs around the ring, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. On one side, there was a bar. Um, and so behind, I guess what we would consider maybe our cam side uh, would be um, – there was, you know, three rows or four rows of chairs, and then there were tables at the back. Okay. So people could sit and they could have their food and they could have their drinks, you know, and they could be comfortable at these tables. And that didn't happen because they, they sold them tables but then when they got there, they were told it's first come, first up. Huh. Wow, Which was never part of the like, so, so why that did was... I buy a table? 
you know, why did I buy a table if it's first come, first serve? I would have just got here earlier with my people and sat at the table. Not you only that, but when you're, when you're paying 180 bucks or even whatever it was for a table of eight, you expect that to be reserved for that premium. That's the way I would have done things. That's that would yeah. If you're, that, if you're putting that kind of money down, it should be a a premium experience table that's there for you. Um, so I had to go to Brian Blade about this, and he's like, "Oh, well, this was the bars doing." Well, it it also comes down on you because these are people that I went out of my way to have show up and bought a table in good faith for you, and now they're getting fucked which makes me look like a fool. Exactly. I didn't like that. Um, what I heard ended up happening is they were given free beer, but the free beer doesn't equate what they fucking spent on a table. Yeah. I, I, I'm exactly. sorry. That's the, way it is. that's the way it is. And it was bad business on the bar's part and bad business is on Blade's part. If you're doing business with a show, and, will, and Red will tell you this, if I'm doing a bot show, guess what? We're going to have a meeting before that show goes on because I'm going to make sure that shit like this isn't going to happen because it falls on the company. While the bar may have sponsored the event and paid for the event, at the end of the day, it doesn't fall back on the bar. It falls back on the company associated with this event. Exactly. Um, Very sure. I, I did not appreciate that either. Guys, we're going to take our song break really quickly here, and we're going to come back. I'm going to have Red tell a story of a match he worked for me in 2012 managing William Trauma, and uh, one of the funniest lines I've ever heard come out of a fan's mouth after uh, this event. Uh, we will be right back. I, I, I also, I also want to bring up, uh, I want to know if Red remembers the garbage chops I gave him. No, <laughs> the Garvin Chops. You don't remember the Garvin Chops? We worked each other one match, and I came up with this ridiculous idea, and and you went with it. Um, it was you know the Garvin Stomp works where you stomp every part of the person's yeah. body. Well, I told you, I just came up with this idea, and I was like, I'm gonna get you in the corner. Nah. I'll chop okay. your arm, now I'll chop your leg, I'll chop the other leg, then I'm going to look like I'm going to chop you in the testicles and cut me off. <laughs> Do you remember Now that? I remember. Okay, now <laughs> I remember it. Okay, okay. Oh, my God. I, oh, my God. Now I remember. Oh, my God. We will, we will <laughs> save this let's for after the, the break. break. Yes, we will save this for after the break. Folks, we'll be back in about four to five minutes. You are listening to uh, bleh. you are listening to Wrestling Authority Radio here on the Evolution Radio Network, exclusively live on Blog Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Maybe. <laughs> Why is she being fun? Well, if she will work with me.
professional wrestling. Entertaining action that attracts a crowd and provides excitement at a fair or festival. The right promotion will have professionally trained talent with professional grade ring gear and equipment. Fairgoers will want to see more of them and attend ticket events in the area. Bring the wrong promotion, not vetting their credentials, you could end up with an embarrassing disaster. The talent may have no ring gear, little or no professional training, aren't family friendly, and perform so poorly, you'll wish they'd return to the backyard they came from. Burned organizers won't chance bringing in pro wrestling ever again, shutting out legitimate promoters. And the fairgoers, if they want to see wrestling, will only go to WWE events. If you want live professional wrestling at your fair or festival, don't get burned. Check their credentials before you book. A public service announcement from the nosebleed seats. All right, and we are back. We are back. Um, Boy, uh, I'm still trying to process some of the information that I was just given, and I'll be elaborating on that more before we close tonight's program. Um, I'm not happy. I, I, I want to make that known. I am not happy at all. This guy has been continuing to book uh, big name stars, and um, I, I just uh, no, I, I don't agree with this at all. I don't agree with biting the hand that feeds you. I don't agree with um, asking people to come in and, and try to save your ass and then doing this to them. I, I don't agree with that. But we're going to continue on with this program. I'll elaborate on that a little bit later. Um, Red, one of the probably one of the funnest matches that I've ever had the privilege of promoting. I know you worked for my brother in the same building back in 2007 with Willie and Trauma. In 2012, I ran the same building, and I booked Willie and Trauma with C-Red against the team of Psychotic Rage, Jimmy Blaze, and uh, Mitch Blake, who you don't hear a lot about anymore, and there's reasons for that. We all know why. Um, but this was an excellent tag match. I put Willie and Trauma over, and I still have this on DVD. I am literally sitting in the back. Um, I think we might have had another ref out there for this. I don't know if it was Steve. But I just remember bell rings and crowd starts chanting, black guys won. I'm sitting here going, oh, my God, these guys are going to kill me. You know what? (laughs) We've been called worse. (laughs) So, um, um, I will, I will take that, um, as a compliment, uh, to me that, that night, um, the crowd was, uh, into it, um, and, you know, whether they expected, uh, us to, win, lose, whatever, um, it was fine. I mean, um, I will take that any day over working with sin and having the uh, South Police Department uh, called (laughs) on us and having guns drawn. Um, because somebody called and said we were uh, three black guys and a white guy was kidnapping (laughs) another white guy. Uh, Like, really? Like, in broad daylight? Uh, Okay. Uh, 
You know, I gotta, I gotta dig up, I gotta dig up that footage because that was actually quite entertaining. You guys really went over the top. The fact that the like some neighbor actually saw it happen and called the police, I, I just that was somebody across the street. Yeah, that's yeah, correct. Lived there. Yeah, it was somebody that lived there. They had no you know, idea. for us, you know, we were just shooting a promo, you know, and you know, like we had. Like, we walked through how we wanted to do it and how we wanted to shoot it, you know. So they, like, whoever it was, was not paying any attention to all of us just walking and cracking jokes and, okay, let's do it like this and let's do it like that. And, you know, it's like as soon as we said, okay, action, and we start filming, you know, like the whole block is like, what's going on? Someone called 911. Like, really? really? <laughs> like, we're, 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 we're wrestlers. We're shooting a vignette for an upcoming show, sir. Uh, can you put your gun in your holster, please? Thank you. You're making <laughs> us very nervous. Yeah, um, right. But I, 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 I apologize for that so so much. But, dude, for uh, what? Because I mean, I mean there's, no way, there's no way I could have known that. I mean, nobody would have known that. Nobody would have known that. And so let me give. Uh, I'm all about, especially uh, when I get older in age. I believe in giving flowers while people are alive. So I'm going to give both of you your flowers. Um, not one time did I ever work for either one of you, and I regretted it. I had fun, and to me, to me, I can't speak for anybody else, that's what this business is about. Friends I understand someone to make money. Some want to, you know, make it to the top and all this other stuff. For me, I want to have fun. If I'm giving up whatever day it is, a Saturday, a Sunday, a Friday night, whatever, if I'm performing, I want to have fun. I don't want to feel like I just left. Why did I do that? Yeah. Not not even the job because the job as, 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 as much job. as my job, you know, as much as my 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 real job, you know, uh, some days uh, takes me to my limit. You know, I never still have that feel. Like, wow, why do I do this? You yeah. know, yeah. I have been in plenty of shows where I have left, and again, my pay could be right. You know. I could have sold some merch, but in the back of my head on that drive home, I'll, I'll, I ask myself, why did I do this? Well, I'm not going to bring have fun. I'm not going to bring up the promoter's name, but about the time when I went back to do the uh, Botch Memorial show, when we came back and did that Wicked show, um, I knew I had to bust off some ring rust, so I called up a couple of promoters, and one of them brought me in. And it was it was it was good payday for for at that time it was over a hundred bucks and it was good you know what I mean so I came in and he wanted to give me a title that night 
and I agreed to it, and I ended up regretting it because I ended up having to work more matches past what I had planned. You know what I mean? And that that was fine if it would have been good matches. But the problem is about, uh, I don't know, a lot of the younger guys worked with, they were great. He, he brought in some good guys. But he had me work one individual that I, twice that I just, man, I, I hated working this guy. I'm not going to name names. Um, and the second time he was putting in, he was just added at the last minute so he could go over as champion. And I'm like, boy, it takes every good boy thing that I learned in wrestling just to lay down for this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I was so miserable. The drive up, the drive back, I just did not want to be doing it. And even like you said, if the pay is right, I'd rather get paid 40 bucks and, and be happy with the booking to get paid over 100 and just be like, this is miserable. Yeah, I probably agree. Every time I've worked for you guys, I've enjoyed myself. Um, and that's what it, you know, I, I think it, it's the chemistry of who you're working with, you know, uh, <coughs> and, um, you know, putting people in the right situation, even though, again, depending on who, you know, the invisible man in hell, I get him so over, you know, hell. Uh, Hollywood called back and wanted to do a remake. Um, but, you know, uh, you guys uh, have always uh, kept it entertaining and kept it fun. Uh, you know, uh, the the funny part uh, when Sean talks about, you know, uh, the fans are talking about, the black guys won. And it's like, you got to look at our face. And then when we go to the back, like, Sean is there, but we're busting up because we can't believe we heard it. Yeah. And, you know, like, he kind of tried to apologize even that night. And it was like, for what, dude? That was an honest response from your crowd. So we're good. We're good. So, um, you know, I, I don't know what – oh, man – there were there were so many times that we let the urban freebirds pretty much we we okayed a lot for them guys. And when you were with them, uh, were you there for the Billy Gunn show? Uh, what do you think I've been talking about, sir? <laughs> well, I couldn't remember. Did we film that vignette the night of the Billy Gunn show? I don't think we filmed it that night. No. No, but you were there for the Billy Gunn show, right? Sean, may I go in detail about this show? Please, go ahead. Please. Go ahead. Please, please do. Please. I, I just want so uh, many shows. Some something slipped past me. That was that would have been the UWA unification show or whatever it was supposed to be with Cameron Cage, where Cameron's guys came in and worked the event. That's also the night Angus got injured. Yes. Yeah. We are. Uh, we gotta go to the beginning, okay, Sean. We gotta go to the beginning. So, 
I don't remember exactly, and I want to say it was sin, but I could be wrong. All we knew was somebody had went to the airport to get Billy Gunn. Yeah, I was. I believe it was me and somebody else, Terry Hopper or something. I don't remember. So me and Trauma are standing in the middle of the aisle by the ring, and we're just shooting this shit. And Sam walks in and was like, hey, bros, what's going on? Glad you guys made it. We're like, yeah, great, cool, great. And all of a sudden, there's this huge ass shadow. <laughs> Dude was big. <laughs> and we look, and, like, we have to look up, and it's Billy Gunn. We're like, wow. Like, you know how some people, you know, say they're, you know, they build themselves as, oh, they're 6'2", and, uh, 225 pounds, yet you look at him like, no, you're really 5'10", and you're 185 pounds. But, okay, whatever. No, dude. Whatever Billy Gunn said he was, he was that and more. Yeah, he was 6'6", six, 6'7", so, six, six, and about 280 of pure muscle. He was insane. So, we're like, okay, how you doing, sir? And he just walks fast. Okay, no big deal. He does have headphones on. So maybe he didn't hear us. No big problem. So we go in the locker room. Everybody's got their stuff situated. But everybody's still pretty much like everybody put chairs close together so we can all sit together, shoot the shit, whatever. Mm -hmm. Billy Gunn is sitting by himself. Like, he is in a don't F with me mode. And you can see it on his face. <laughs> like, guys were, like, coming up, like, how are you doing, sir? I'm, and he would just shake their hand, like, <laughs> handphones never came off. Like, damn, he is in a bad mood. Like, you, know, okay. you know what's really weird about that? He spent the whole day watching the Sweet 16 in the hotel room and he's really into basketball. I, I would not doubt it that um, if some of that came from some of the outcomes of the games, because I'm betting he, I'm guessing he bets on it and stuff. You know what I mean? So, well, what, whatever it was, he was in a horrible mood. So I forget who we even worked at. I, I totally do. Um, I think it was Pillman and uh, Skills. I think we're here. It uh, might have been. Yeah. It might have been. But here we are, and it's the main event time. Six seven Billy Gunn versus five second seven Angus McDuff, whose weight is one hundred and twenty pounds. <laughs> if I would have known the size difference would have been so big, I would not have booked it that way. It would have been really. Again, we don't know what's, you know, again, we're not the promoters, so we don't know, like, what they've discussed as far as, you know, how the finish is going to go and this, that, and other. So I'm like, if nothing else, it's an entertaining match. So this is the one time all the Urban Freebirds, so if nobody understands who the Urban Freebirds are, that is myself, uh, Tristan P.S.A., uh, Willie Von Richardson, and Trump. 
and we're all crowded around the monitor. And Damian Dunn was there that night. So we're yeah, all Damian there, Dunn. and we're all we're all crowded around the monitor. Like, what's going to happen? All right, here we go. All right, ding, ding. Billy Gunn starts laying in Angus. Angus tries to put whatever, and it was like anything Angus did just wasn't working. Okay. All we know is they go for an arm drag. And I'm assuming that's where Angus's shoulder pops out of place. Actually, it was the Billy, Billy Gunn press slam that he always did. Yeah, like every oh, match well, I would we... watch him do. So what happened, he got him up, like, he got him up for the press slam. And Billy's used to press the guys that weigh 250, 300. You know what I mean? And, right. you know, Angus, he's going to get up and post and everything. So Billy got him up. And if you watch the replay back we, we have, he gets him up and Billy's, like, losing him. Like, he does not have him secured in the press position. So he just kind of tries to toss him so he'll land on his back, you know, with the best he could. And Angus, in return, ends up landing on kind of the back of his head and his shoulder, and it just ripped his shoulder out of socket. Yep. And uh, all we knew was he was hurt. Yeah, we knew he was so, hurt. Immediately after seeing so, that move, we knew he was hurt. But we're thinking, so he rolls to the outside, and we're like, okay, they're taking too long. Uh, maybe we need to run in. Maybe we need to run in. And I'm watching the screen, and, and I'm like, let's see if he can get it. Let's see if he can pull himself back in. Right. So you're saying that, and we're like, and we're waiting, and we're waiting, and like by now it's like two or three minutes and he's and I, been and down and Billy Billy of course is, is like giving him head punches but he's also checking on him. Yeah, and I, I think that's what I said. And we're guys. like yeah. you know, we're like, uh somebody better go get Melissa, somebody better do something. We need to we need to run it. We need to run it. Yeah. And I he's and... in the rain he gets back in the ring, and you can clearly see Angus is dead. Like, he's in pain. Melissa comes out of nowhere, running to the back. Freebirds, go, 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 go. It wasn't about you, right? It wasn't me. He's like, Freebirds, go. And it was like, it was like, huh? So, like, we've got 10 seconds from the monitor interest to figure out what we gonna do and it was like okay so alright we going after Billy Gunn Tristan is going to grab Angus because it only made it. sense because Angus wanted that I mean Tristan wanted the title and Angus had the title exactly. so yeah. it only made sense so it was like Tristan was like, I'm going to grab him and bring him to the back. Okay, so there he grabs him, and he's fighting him to the back. He's fighting him to the back. Now, this is where stupidity comes in. Because <laughs> we forgot who Billy Gunn was. <laughs> now, 
you would have thought, and I'm I'm the most stupidest one of all, and I'm saying that live on your show, and, and <laughs> I can't. Um, I forget what he hits Willie with. A punch. I, he potatoes the potato guy. <laughs> right. Okay. So he potatoes. He potatoes Willie. Yeah. And Willie goes down. Trauma rushes in. He gets a boot. Famous, sir. Yep, famous, sir. Exactly. And um, now I'm asking, but um, I'm thinking, you know what? Okay. I'm going to get down here and do something. Now. Willie is bigger than me. Trauma is bigger than me. But my ego said I was bigger than both of them and Billy Gunner. <laughs> yeah, Billy was a good Billy Gun from you guys. <laughs> Billy Gun hit me. And my grandson still feels it to this day. What did he hit you with? He hit me with a punch and then he hit me with a kick. Did he famous? And I said, I, I, I mean, he was good with it, but it was just the fact that it was like, oh, this is some bullshit. Yeah. And just <laughs> by, uh, you know, um, don't you hate when you're doing shows and people, that's when everybody uh, wants to text you, like, uh yeah, I'm go I'm going through the same thing now. I've, that's why I've kind of been quiet the last couple of minutes. I'm getting texted and blown up, and I'm like, people, I have told you Thursday night six thirty to eight thirty, I'm not available. No, I don't care if everybody calls. You with being mad that because Billy Gunn catered somebody. Yeah, that was probably <laughs> William Drama. You know, but it it. You know, it was funny, and then we all jumped on him, and then he fought all of us out, and the crowd popped. Okay. Yeah. Now, the best part. Kristen made it back to the ring and took the last famous serve. Yeah. And he now, got the, the best part. Was, he was harder on you guys than Tristan. <laughs> right, of course, because we're the three black guys, right? Right. Right. Yeah, you, know, we're, we're the, the, you know, we're the, we're the uh, guys that, you know, got the police calling on. So, you know. Um, so the best and most memorable part for me ever is, um, we just decided to cut a promo. That was so great. (laughs) And so this whole time, you know, I figured, okay, I'm about to cut this promo and Billy's in the room. Nobody else is in the room. Damien during this film. And I go on to say, you know, we came down the wicket, you know, and we didn't care who it was. And even Billy Gunn, we whooped his, and then somebody stops me, trauma stops me, and points over to Billy Gunn. And for whatever reason, um, Damian Dunn turns the camera on Billy Gunn and he gives me the middle finger. 
Oh, I thought he pointed at you and laughed. No, he gave me the middle finger. Oh, my God. I did not know that, T-Red. I am so sorry. And I, I get up, and, you know, I'm supposed to be the big bad manager, right? So now I'm getting ready to go after Billy Gunn. And I jump, and trauma catches me like a newborn baby. And he's walking me out. And as he walks me out, and I'm going on this rant, Damien takes the camera and pans back to Billy Gunn. And Billy has lost his shit. He is dying laughing. He's laughing his ass. And, And, like, when we finished, like, it was a totally different Billy Gunn. Like, he was like, guys, that was some of the funniest shit I've ever done, even though I didn't know we were doing it. Oh, my God, that was hilarious. You guys rock. <laughs> and it was like, really? Like, when you were this ain't the, the same promo, dude. Do you remember when you started cutting the promo? Willie was holding his head where you're like, we're going to take over and all this. Willie's rubbing his head where Billy punched him. Right, the whole like, time Willie's oh. just rubbing his head talking about, ow. You know, and ow. it's like, really, dude? Really? <laughs> you got hit one time. Really? You, you want to hear what happened after that? After this, like, when I took him back to the hotel? What did he say? Uh, there was a black lady who needed gas to get back to Chicago. Right? She she was stranded. Oh, my God. She, her car was at a gas station. <coughs> stranded. And the hotel was next to the gas station. And uh, we get him back, and she approaches us and asks if she could just have $20 so she can get back to Chicago. And Billy looks at her, and he's like, well, I'm going to give you $20, but you got to promise me you're not going to spend it on drugs. You going to promise me? He made her promise ah. him that she wouldn't spend it on drugs. I'm just like, oh, my God. Billy, Billy oh, is, a weird, is a weird individual. All right. But, well, we're going to move this show up. We're going to move this show along because uh, we got about 20 minutes left, and I know Sin want to get out of here on time tonight. He's got guests, and I'm evidently going to have some company. So we're going to take about the next 10 minutes. Uh, Red, tell us everything we need to know. It is a private event this Monday. Pop Wrestling returns to the Chicagoland area for your students. Tell us about it. Oh, wow. Um, you would think I would be prepared, right? Uh, and I'm going well, off, well, I, I do off know the top thing. of my head. I do, know, I do know one thing. There's a gauntlet match going on that I'm supposed to yeah. be part of. So, obviously, I'm going to win. I mean, nobody can beat me. So, that, that, that that's already determined. That's figured out. Uh, oh, I, I'll, you know, I'll run so. over everybody. Put me in first. I'll think about it. Okay, if, if you say so. I'm uh, telling you, I got the big so, mentality. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, I might have to cancel. Yo, book it. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Now mine's so, going to be canceled. See what you did, Sin? <laughs> right. See, he just, he messing it up for everybody. Uh, so, no. So, I so I was with another organization um, when I came across this idea. And not that I came across it. I just had it. Um, I'm so tired of young people being told what they can't do instead of us telling them what they can do. So POP stands for Positive Outreach Program. Um, 
and essentially I we go anywhere. We go to schools, we go to churches, whoever has it. And um depending on what they want, um uh, they get what they more or less uh ask for. Uh we've been to a news where guess what? Um we played um Family Feud with elementary school kids. Um, we've, uh, when the very first event was at my uh, school, and we just talked to the young people, uh, everybody. Um, and then one year, um, my uh, principal had an idea. He was like, yeah. So, matter of fact, after we did the first event, he said, you know what would be cool is if you guys uh, could put on a show. And we were like, oh, never thought about that. He said, okay, we'll mull it over. Uh, again, I, we were, I was attached to another company at the time. Um, and he, um, but I didn't forget. Um, so, he turned around and... We wound up being, I don't know if anybody ever saw the documentary uh, CNN did uh, called Chicago Land. But we are episode eight, and we go into a high school, and we put on a show. And not a a show show, but we put on like three or four matches. Um, And then we talked to the young people, and then afterwards, of course, we signed autographs and took pictures and all that good stuff. so I brought it back to my school. And ever since however long I've been doing this, I think um, we've done it every year at the end of the year uh, for my students. Uh, you wouldn't believe how many uh, young people actually still watch wrestling. Um, so uh, it's a way, you know, to tell them good job, you know, uh, proud of you achievements you made throughout the year and uh, just try to have fun. So, um, you know, again, unfortunately it is a private event because uh, it is at uh, a school. uh, But let me tell you, uh, today is Thursday, um, and the feedback I've been getting since Monday uh, from the students, uh, they are hyped for Monday. They are hyped. They're they're ready for Monday. I'm hyped. Honestly, I uh I, I mean I'll I'll say this on air. Um I heard about this event that you were putting on and I contacted you to be a part of it. I, I went out of my way and you you know I, I don't I I don't really wrestle much anymore. And uh I, I just knew I wanted to be a part of it because it sounded like a fantastic thing. And even in Wicked, we always love charities. Charity shows are fantastic. Yes, we do. And, you know, that's why I did the whole Wrestle Wars thing. I got a lot of flack from a lot of people. Well, you're only doing shows that benefit the community. Yes, because in an area like LaSalle, Peru, Ottawa, Streeters, Spring Valley, <clears throat> Princeton, this area has given itself to wrestling for damn near 30 years, over 30 years, actually. Um, it's, it's time that we give back to this community, and this is going to uh, lead me into my uh, 
uh, next segment, we heard, we broke the news here last week. It has been announced August 20th, Luz La Grotto Pizza in Peru will be the return of Dreamwave Wrestling for Summer Spectacular. Now, my sources, I cannot confirm this. This is rumor and speculation as of right now, but my sources are telling me that this is going to be a full-fledged return of Dreamwave Wrestling, unlike it was in 2019 when they just did the reunion where Jay banned all of the talent and, and I got screwed by Ego. I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to harbor hate here. Please understand that if he wouldn't have told Brubaker to sit home for my event, I would have never booked Ego. I do hold him a little bit responsible for that, but it's also uh, Brubaker's fault for listening to uh, Repsol on that. I get that Repsol, uh, Brubaker was one of Repsol's key guys with Dreamwave, uh, but those are dirty shenanigans that I don't believe in. Just going to put, put that out there. I am well, I, I will I, I will say something positive about him, though. When we did the Botch Memorial show, he allowed us to hand out flyers at Dreamwave, like it was a week or two before our event. Um, uh, he let um, uh, Ali Mustafa come, and he, he didn't want him to wrestle, but Mustafa, because the way he felt about Steve, Zokes, Botch, however you know him, um, he came in, he did commentary with uh, Kurt Razzo. So he was there in attendance, and it was just, uh, he was really good about letting his guys, he, he didn't give Ego, or he didn't give uh, um, Mustafa any trouble over it or anything. He let him come in, and it was good. You know, he was he was he did this right. Yeah, that was several years ago compared to mine, which was in 2019. Um, and here's the thing. I was going to book those guys regularly instead of just a one-and-done shot. Um, but I am happy to see them back because C-Red, Finn, and myself can attest that Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme is nothing more than a giant joke. Um, always has been, always will be. They did Streeter High School, and, and it flopped. Well, uh, I mean, it is what it is, yeah. and it'll be good to see good wrestling in the area again. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, you know, I've kept it on the down low, but there's a couple venues we're looking at, too, but it's not in Dreamwave's area to potentially run a show, and uh, I'll definitely talk to C-Red about that. <laughs> at the show on uh, this Monday, so yeah, I so honestly, um, I'm looking forward uh, to you guys participating. Um, so here's a show where I'm. So I'm just gonna tell you now. Uh, I'm gonna be, you know, uh, running like my head cut off, uh, even though I have. Uh, Flash Harris and Renee Van Peeble uh, working along with me to help pull this off. Um, but I'm going to be running around like a madman. But you guys will bring something fresh and different. Uh, my school is all about uh, equality and uh, acceptance and uh, ooh, excuse me, versatility. And your characters uh, breathe fresh air uh, to that. Uh, 
again, I've got uh, a few surprises planned up my sleeves for Monday. Um, there are five matches. Uh, so, Stan already announced the first match will will be a gauntlet match, uh, but there's a twist to it. Uh, so, the students will find, find that out. Um, the second match will be for the first ever championship, uh, the Ladies Lady Eagles Championship. Uh, Renee will uh, go against uh, Vega Venom. Uh, the third match will be Hot Chocolate Acid Jazz uh, versus uh, the Dream Breaker Aaron Stone. The fourth match will be uh, the champion, uh, it even hurts to say it, uh, Miles Mercer and Mike Strong, and they will be going against the challengers of Flash Harris and myself. And the fifth match uh, will be the Battle Royal. There will be that as well. So. Um, all in all, it's going to be a fun event. Um, like I said, the kids are hyped about it. Uh, some staff, at, at, I think the staff likes it just as much as the, the students because, you know, they always ask, you know, and they've been asking all year, are you, are you bringing the wrestling show back? Are you bringing the wrestling show back? <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, it's just become a part of uh, who we are. Uh, and I never thought, you know, this little idea I had, you know, would turn into this at least one event uh, per year, even though, again, we, we have done other events throughout the year. But this is the one that I, I kind of cherish the most because this is where that idea uh, got started. So well, I, I'll try I thank to make, both of you. I was about to say, I'll try to make up for uh, the Billy Gun Taters. <laughs> oh, okay. hey, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Again, you know, how many people can honestly say, you know, they? I was punched by Billy. You know? <laughs> um, I was came the crap out of at the last RCW show by Just Incredible, which sucked because literally I'm I'm in the ring taking uh, Polaroid pictures with him, and out comes the other sin, the Chicago land area sin spelled with two N's and. Goes to hit Credible. Credible's like, hope you can take this, kid. Well, I ain't got a choice in the matter now. A little bit of forewarning would have been great, but I did what I needed to do. And um, uh, Red, are you slated to return to Dreamwave Wrestling at this time? You might be asking a loaded question because they said they're not announcing yet. I have seen that Marche is an, is on the poster for that car. That's the reason that I asked. Yeah. There you have it, folks. Breaking news right here. Dreamwave Wrestling returns. And, uh, hey, you know what? I know that... Uh, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Even if... I wasn't on the show. I would go to the show. And here's why. I love those people down there. I, I truly do. I don't know what y'all put in the water, if it's the food. I don't know what it is. They love wrestling. 
Yes, they do. Real wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. No. I, 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 I love coming down there. It, it, you know, that's why I love working for both of you and anybody I can come down there because these people, I've been in Chicago so long. And with a Chicago crowd, you get, you know, are they going to sit on their hands and feed or you, you just don't know what you're going to get. You don't. I guarantee you, I don't have to worry about that. I don't. Oh, Not no. Dreamwave, Dreamwave is going to be crazy. I'll probably end up going to the no, show. No, but even, even, even if it wasn't a Dreamwave show, every time I've worked down in that area, the fans are participating. They are rabid. They love it. They get into it. They don't sit on their hands. You know, they don't give you the golf clap. You know, if they love you, they love you. If they hate you, they hate you. You know, and that's, and I I love being a part of a show where, guess what? Everybody is participating. The workers are participating. The reference participating. The fans are participating. You yeah. know, and it, it, it makes it worthwhile, you know, versus coming out and everybody's just like, yay. Right. Yeah, it kind of reminds me when I was with Powerhouse, since, like, there was only five state licenses, this whole area, people would pack in and go nuts and go nuts and go nuts. And then uh, I remember as, you know, um, I got a few more years into the business, and I started wrestling in places like Michigan, Chicago, Indiana. Um, the Chicagoland area is just a tough crowd. And Sean and I have talked about this, you know, like some shows down south. He's like, man, how are they so over? How are they drawn with that product? I'll be like, because those fans just love the stuff, you know. And uh, in Chicago, I, I mean, sometimes they don't pop unless you do a move that's going to break your neck. <laughs> Absolutely, and I've been, at, I've been at shows where I've had to see that uh, Red, final question to you tonight And then I'm going to let you uh, hype anything else you've got coming up Other than this weekend I know you'll be in Hammond, Indiana next Saturday Has there been any talk between you and Ian Rotten About going back to IWA Mid-South Now that they are in the Chicagoland area? You know what? I haven't talked to Boston in a while I really haven't uh, I mean, I, 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 I will... You know, of course, uh, send messages uh, if something is going on. Um, but I, I haven't talked to him directly as far as uh, coming back uh, to IWA Mid-South. I wouldn't mind it, um, but I, I would have to take the right course. I mean, Absolutely. Miles can, can pretty much go wherever and work. Uh, that's not what I'm worried about. Uh, but it, it would have to be the right tandem. You know, I'm I'm not just going to uh, bring, hey, here's these guys, uh, if I don't think, you know, that they can uh, live up to that expectation, you know. So, you know, what I, 100% uh, agree. What I love, I would love to, you know, do one more run, but, you know, it's got to be right. Don't do it if it ain't right. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. Once you start, once you start getting up there, you'd know to pick your shots. <laughs> Absolutely, very much so. Uh, well, Red, you've told us about this coming Monday, but how about you tell us about next Saturday? You'll be in Hammond, Indiana, I believe it's for C3W or C. I don't have the correct name in front of me right now, but why don't you break down some details on that for us real quick? Uh, is uh, Next Saturday, uh, the 18th, is, as you stated, in Hammond, Indiana, uh, it is for C3 Ultimate Wrestling. Um, the name of the show is Kingdom, Kingdom, I should say, Kingdom Come, uh, based off of the champion, uh, Miles Mercer, uh, member of the ARC. Um, the show will be at the Gene Shepherd Community Center, uh, 303 JF Mahoney Drive. Uh, and the doors open at 1230, and the showtime is at 1 o'clock. Uh, right now, uh, it is slated. Uh, Miles will defend the championship against just amazing based off of this show is literally one year in the making um and it based off of a show before that a year ago called guys versus gals uh and a gal by the name of Kao kendra decided she thought she was bad enough to take the title off of miles uh and if you know us, we are equal opportunity uh, ass kickers. We don't care. So uh, we had a chair, and we introduced it to her head. Uh, her husband, Just Amazing, came out, and he was upset. I don't know why he upset. Hey, she ran her mouth. She said she wanted to get in the ring with the cane. She did. She lost. Oh, well. So, uh just amazing is defending the honor of his wife <laughs> on the 18th. Yeah. Okay. Um, the newest member, well, he's not the newest member, but he is a member of the ARC. Jackson P. Larkin uh, will be going against the dream breaker, Aaron Stone, uh, for the Urban Heritage Championship, I believe it's called. Um, Again, another member of ARC. JPL is the man with the concrete hand, and we plan on getting rid of Aaron Stone once and for all. Um, there is a three-way: K.O. Kendra, uh, Vega Venom, and Renee Van Peebles of the ARC <laughs> in a uh, three-way dance. Uh, we all know Renee is gonna win that. Like, why you talk about this match? It makes no sense. <laughs> Renee, just just cancel Renee in. Just you know, um, and there'll be a whole bunch of uh, great matches for that show. So if anybody is in Hammond that night, they can come out. And if you are trying to follow us, you can follow us that same night. Me and Miles Mercer. Uh, we will be at the Steve Hollow Brewery in Montino, Illinois. Um, and the bell for that show is 7 p.m. Um, for Chicago, uh, not Chicago, ooh, shoot me while I'm alive. Southland Championship Wrestling. 
Um, let me just say this is a fun show. It's at a brewery called um, Steam, um, Steam Hollow Brewery. And what better place than to drink beers all night and watch wrestling? And, I mean, like, they're actually good beers. So, you know, this isn't like, oh, give me a Miller or give me uh, a Bud Light. Give me a Pat. No, these are... Give me a Pat. Give me an old style. The beer that tastes like this. Oh, my God. We oh, wow. Dude. Uh, you just hung, hung out with my dick. dick. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the bars so, we used to go to, we used to call that beer dog bile. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, my daddy drank that. So, um, so, so we, we've got, so we've got that. Um, and one last uh, show, if it's okay, I plug. Yep. Um, Chicago, Chicago Land Championship Wrestling, we will return with the return on October 9th, uh, Sunday, October 9th, uh, in Michigan City. Um, I know it's so far out, but if anybody's listening, Chicago Land Championship Wrestling, uh, you can find us. Uh, we've got footage on site. We've got footage on uh, Amazon Prime. Um, so... Just, yeah, and that is that is a good promotion that was affected, unfortunately, by COVID. That is run by John Bullard. Uh, John Bullard and I have had some great conversations. We see a lot of things eye to eye. Um, if I wasn't potentially moving by the end of the year, because it's happening damn sure by the end of the year, I would look at trying to pick up some bookings out that way. I'd love to work for him. Runs a great promotion. Couldn't, couldn't have more great things to say about that. Um, so, yes. Uh, make sure you get your tickets for that. That is going to do it for us here tonight, folks, here on Wrestling Authority Radio Live on the Evolution Radio Network, exclusively live on Blog Talk Radio. want to thank C-Red and Finn. Next week, right back here on the Evolution Radio Network, will be the return of Rampage Rant, Thursday Night Turmoil. And you can guarantee we will be talking about the pop wrestling event from this coming Monday. I am Sadistic Sean David, along with my co-host, the saltless blue of sin. And our special guest. I appreciate it, gentlemen. I, uh, we will I'll see you guys on Monday. Monday, 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 Monday. Have a good weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the nice weather. Happy Pride Month. And we will see you right back here next week. Good night, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.